Well, shit. John's trying to fix his audio issues. But until he returns, I'm going to tell you guys about my cat. Hey, Cream Puff. You're pretty great. I see you there squinting at me. Slow breathing. Hey guys, welcome back. This is the Dark Tower show. Uh, what am I calling it? The War for the Dark Tower. That's right. Um, I'm Jeff Richardson. I'm the lore master co-host guy over at Shattered Worlds RPG. And we are doing another character creation and backstory episode. This time with my good friend John Reese of the Shattered Worlds crew. What's up, John? Greetings, sir. I like that. That was fun. It was very regal. <laughs> are you going to bring that into into your character? Greetings. I don't know. I'm still trying to find a voice for the character. Okay, well, we'll do it as we go. Uh, so, yeah, folks, if they listen to Shattered Worlds, they'd know you as Max Fire. And a little bit of that Yifrim guy. Yeah, you also played Yifrim Silvertongue for a while, King Hungadirk, and now you're playing a guy named Cthud, who's a bit like a gunslinger himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Heck yeah, dude. So tonight... We're, once again, we're using the Space Kings character sheet. If you guys uh, want to know more about Skate or <laughs> Skate King, that was the roller rink in my hometown. Uh, if you want to learn more about the Space Kings role-playing system, it's, it's going to come out as a book soon, but right now it's in the mind of Mr. Kevin Cole, and he runs, uh, he runs it on Pretend Friends, so you should listen to that show. It's really, really funny. Uh, it's not quite as serious as this show is gonna get. It's uh it's a super Ooh. slapsticky thrill ride. It's a lot of fun. Uh but tonight we are going to make a new character. John, what is your character's name? So my character's name, uh I like how you hyphenated my two possible last names. I think uh-huh. that's great. Yeah. Uh my character's name is Grenly Bellabin Tour. Bellabin Tour. Mm-hmm. And you have a nickname. I do. Uh, in the real world, when he's not uh, at Midworld or talking with people who are in the know, uh, my character goes by the name Louie. Nice. Okay, so uh, let's see. Oh, concept and anti-joker is supposed to be on a different... So uh, in concept, was there anything that... Um... Like, can you define your character in a sentence? The elevator pitch for this character is someone who has grown very, very comfortable with human living and will do anything that they can to prolong their uh, human life, whether that is uh, by, you know, deserting from the Crimson King um, the character of Grenly really feels that uh, the Crimson King is going to win, but he doesn't want to be any part of that, because if the Crimson King wins, there's no more TV, there's no more fast food, 
There's no more sleeping in on Sundays. Uh, there's no more shitty reality shows. There's no more pornography to watch on the computer. Uh, and Brenly has become quite accustomed to a lot of the human vices that many of us are susceptible to. So, Grenly is, uh, if anyone listening is familiar with the Dark Tower universe, Grenly is a tahine. Um, Grenly uh, spent most of their life in Midworld. John, really quick, I should give a spoiler. If anyone's listening to this episode, it's odd because there, there were a bunch before this, but if you're listening to this one and you're wondering what the show is like, there are spoilers for the Dark Tower book series I came up with the concept for this show between reading book six and book seven, so that's where it's going to slot in. So if you really, really want to get into the Dark Tower, I advise you read that whole damn series tomorrow and come back to us. Uh, but if read if you just enjoy like podcasting and want to hear about this crazy universe, like go for it. Uh, that said, John, get into some potential spoilers. Yeah, uh, so... Not much in the way of spoilers here, because I'm, I'm sure we won't go too far into the details of the seventh book, mm-hmm. uh, but the Tahin are aligned with the Crimson King. Uh, they are his minions. They help out uh, at a psychic prison. Um, if, uh, you know, again, not to venture too far into the seventh book, but there's a prison for psychic people, and uh, it's in the movie of the Dark Tower that recently came out as well. So these Tahin are humanoid, but they have an animal head, usually a mammal or a bird. And uh, the one that's most prominent in the Dark Tower books uh, is Finley Otego, who is a weasel-headed Tahin. Um, who really makes me mad <laughs> about three quarters into the, <laughs> the seventh a, book, he's man. He's a bad man. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bad dude. Yeah, so Tahin, uh, so th- uh, they, they're known for having an animal head, and uh, sometimes they can, they can cover up or somehow make people not know. Yeah, the, well, the way that that works is... My character borrowed an idea from the Low Men, or in the Dark Tower mythology, the Kan Toy. Low Men are the hybrid of Tahin and humans. Low Men are all rat-headed people, humanoid bodies with rat faces. A pure-blood Tahin is never going to have a rat face. So, they are the Crimson King's agents in Earth, you know, whether it's our Earth or Keystone Earth or just any Earth, Uh, and they wear really gross-looking flesh masks where, at a distance, (laughs) you know, you really don't notice it, but if you scrutinize it for too long, uh, it really, really starts to look fake and almost stretched out. Uh, Jeff, I watched the movie Men in Black a couple of days ago recently. You, you've seen that, yeah? I was going to say the Men in Black historically, yeah. like in in uh, lore, uh, seem like they're not used to being human and their f- masks look really funky. 
Oh, in the Men in, the in Men Black, Black movie, they... the main char- the main villain, the bug, there's like mm-hmm. a scene where uh, he debuts and his skin is really, really loose and sagging from his face and he pulls on the back of his head and makes it tight. Uh, these skin masks kind of look like that. <laughs> the skin masks are a little too big for their their uh, heads and faces, so it's uh, kind of unsettling if you look at it for too long. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, uh, I haven't see. said what kind of uh, animal head I have, though. Should we wait for that? Yeah, no, lay it on us. So the animal head that I have this kind of goes hand in hand with the nickname Louie. My character has the head of an orangutan. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so that's uh, your appearance, I guess. Uh... Let's see. Yeah, I have a little link in there. Nice. Okay. Let's see what. And you can kind of see there that you know it's definitely human looking, but the eyes hole eye holes are a little bit too big. <laughs> the mouth is a little bit too wide. Uh, the ears Freakish. are in the right spot, but something's weird about the ears. So I have one of those those masks that I wear when I you know go out at night and buy my groceries or whatever it is. Nice. Okay, so uh, race Tahin, planet Midworld. Let's go to attributes. So in Space Kings, you all your attributes start out as one out of four dots, and then you beef them up using some of your seven that you get at the yeah. beginning. So you picked for brawn, you have uh, one dot. For agility, you have two. Intelligence, three. Wit, which is sort of like quick thinking uh creativity that's two charm is one and presence which is like wisdom magic ability that kind of thing you have a four so yeah. uh anytime you have four dots in something you get what's called an ultimate and uh and so i uh, usually the the uh, the game master will come up with a few ideas and you pick one and I think for presence, you picked uh, immunity to tele uh, to telepathy. You can't yeah. have your mind read. People will only hear static. That's um, something that happens with all Tahin. And instead of you know just making it <laughs> something kind of OP, I figured I'd make it part of like the game mechanics. So yeah. um, I am you know pretty darn good at telepathy. Uh, but you know if there's any psychics if you want to call them that looking for me they're going to have a hard time doing it nice um so not very strong not very uh uh constitutional (laughs) if that's the case Mm -hmm. and not very charming um but you know (laughs) they're smart enough to make plans quick-witted enough to you know escape uh, but probably not the best at, like, card games. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sleight of hand <laughs> tricks would work pretty well on, on this character. Uh, but, of course, you know, like, something like a, a, a logic problem would be where this character succeeds. That and, of course, the uh, uh, wisdomy presence stat. Yeah. So total health is brawn times three, so you have three health. So... At, mm-hmm. uh, if you lose one card, go down to two, you're injured. And if you lose two cards and go down to one, you're unconscious. And since you're playing by yourself, you'll, <laughs> mm-hmm. you'll have to be real uh, careful <laughs> to not get punched or kicked or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to try. 
So let's see, initiative is presence plus agility. So you're going to start at the top of most rounds, which will be mm -hmm. good. So you can run away or, or pull off some rad uh, power effect. Uh, I do dodge, have guns. So I do have guns. So I can still shoot people, but uh, that's yeah. the thing. I don't need to be strong if I have a gun. <laughs> yeah. So uh, dodge is agility plus wit minus two. So you have two dodge. That's where you can uh, just get rid of an entire... Uh, hit that somebody laid on you uh, cool. no matter how much damage it would have done the deck of cards that i'm playing with is the famous history of transport space exploration and there's all sorts of really cool fun facts about space and rocket ships <laughs> <That's exciting. laughs> uh, on these so yeah i figured you know that's kind of a, a good thing thematically here for me but i do need to shuffle these up quite a bit yeah, while well, we play Space Kings. That's perfect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So after dodge, it's drive. Drive is presence plus wit. So you have uh, six. That's pretty high. So that means um, if you want to beef up your, your flips, like if you've only got one success and, and you want one, one or two more, you, you use drive until you, you either succeed or like just want to stop spending it. And, uh, and you have six. So that's pretty good. Six points. Uh, last one there is critical. That's uh, if you get the Queen of Hearts anytime you, you're flipping, you get three successes instead of one. Nice. For the Queen of Hearts. Um, and you said uh, we do put the Jokers in this, right? Yep, we keep both Jokers. And uh, so moving on to skills, that's your intellig intelligence attribute plus two. You get that many skills. Um, and you have three, so you get five practices yeah and then you get everybody gets two masteries so those are the skills that instead of being two dots they'll be four and uh so you'll let's see what you picked you picked computers firearms investigation lying and sneaking and for your masteries you picked survival and telepathy that's exciting. Now, when you talk about survival, what does that mean to you? Oh, I also got uh, sneaking, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, so survival... Like with, so with survival, oh, is that like being able to start a fire or first aid? Like, what, what does that look like? So survival, for this character and specifically... Uh, is knowing how to cover your own tracks and to disappear. Nice. Um, more useful than anything for this character is to hide from other Tahin or any other agents of the Crimson King. Um, and they have done this a couple of times, and in their current lifestyle, and you can see this in my useful items... Uh, one of the things that I have, and it's useful item number three, I have a social security number. It's, it's a great cover. I assumed the identity of someone named Louie. I killed them when I came to this earth. Uh, it was someone that, you know, wasn't missed, lived alone. I staked them out for a couple of days to make sure that they didn't really have any ties. So I was able to um, assume the identity of someone named Louie. And uh, that's who I'm posing as in this world. And, of course, uh, in tying in with that, on my way out of Midworld, I snagged a bunch of really cool-looking artifacts and tech from the psychic 
prison in Midworld, which is called Agul Ciento. Um, in addition, Agul Ciento has tons and tons and tons of doors to different worlds and time periods. And to operate them, you need to be able to manually input where you want to go. And my character does not have this memorized. They are not smart enough to. But one thing that they were sure to grab on their way out was a manual that knows how to operate these portals that go in between worlds and time periods. Uh, if I lose that manual, though, I absolutely have no idea how this thing works. Nice. So uh, for masteries, uh, you, in mm -hmm. addition to like your uh, your telepathy ultimate yeah. for being... Uh, uh, for your immunity to telepathy for your presence mm. being uh, four uh, the same thing goes true with skills so I was thinking for oh, nice. survival you having a power called I got it mm -hmm. or I got this something like that and uh, it's uh, you have the ability to just pull something out that's applicable to whatever situation you're in oh you mean like pull something out of my magic bag yeah, like it might not be exactly what you're looking for, but but something like it. Something to help. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's something I thought up. Uh I can imagine it'll be like a lot of things for like distractions, um especially with the I got this ability you're thinking of, like the ability to maybe like produce a smoke bomb or like a flash bomb or something like that so I can hurry up and skitter away. Uh-huh. Or um, we could make the survival all about traps or snares. That, well, um, I like prefer you can make a... it to be about like distractions, so I can get away. Um, I'm not very uh, strong, or <laughs> and I don't have very much health, so I want to be able to run away as often as possible. Okay, so let's call it cover your tracks. Yes. Like you leave almost no trace, as long as you have ten minutes to. Yeah, yeah. I need to have like time to do it. I'm with it. Ten minutes. Uh, and, you know, with that, all of my, like, non-useful items, I am totally A-OK -okay with just leaving, poof, just like that. Okay, and so for telepathy, what's your mastery controlling people's minds, or, like, researching their minds, or, or knowing where they are in physical space, or astral traveling? I like that, knowing where they are in physical space compared to me. Okay, knowing where everyone is. And that kind of helps out with my investigation skill, too, you know? Yeah. How about I see you? I like it. Or I got my eye on you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Coming up with funny names for these. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that'll be... I know where you are. Yeah, you... Uh, like, you can pick out the five closest people to you within, say... 200 yards how's that sound cool and so that way you can like pick an escape route where nobody is that sort of thing hell yeah i like it awesome i love how you're just a little fucking weasel running all the time <laughs> i have grown accustomed to especially the internet and tv that's what louis <laughs> is all about because you know if reality gets ripped in half and the crimson king wins i'm not going to be able to watch uh saturday night live anymore <laughs> oh we had talked about having a thing 
where you um, can enhance your abilities. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about magic, and at the very, very bottom down here, I have some notes on that. Yeah. So telepathy. Um, so will you have magic? Eyesight. The two things that I'd like to be able to. Yep, you got it. Uh, those would be the two things that I'd like to enhance magically: being able to see really well if I need to, um, and then being able to like jump, <laughs> like uh, scale a building quickly or something like that. Nice. But uh, since it's not going to be like strength based, it's going to be you know like agility based. There's going to be a lot of swinging around, a la orangutan. Nice. Okay, I'm thinking we should take one of your practices and turn it into boost ability. I like it. We can get rid of computers. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because I mean, like the the doors to the portals are computery. Yeah. Your backstory will be that you like computers. And you're, like, taking a class, but you're not actually very good at them. And once I learn these computers, I'm going to be feeling pretty good. I have ideas yeah. for my own websites. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and this is 1987, so, like, well, you're ahead of the ahead of the curve. <laughs> oh, we're in 87. I mean, if I'm learning computers in that time period, uh, I'm going to be on the cutting edge of this thing. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what computer did I have at 87? I think it was the Apple IIc. You were probably a year old, huh? Yep, <laughs> something like that. Or negative two years old. When were you born? Actually, I was born in 1989. Oh, shit. That's wild. Yeah. I guess that's it. Let's uh, Let's do a quick adventure with your character. What do you say? Yeah, let's just take... I'm going to take one more look at the character sheet. Um, Grunley, wearing a mask. Oh, did you mention you got, uh, you have the portal manual, you have a social security number. Yeah, so, like, if cops are ever bothering me, you know, like, regular real cops, I can just, you know, I can hand them my ID, so I don't accidentally, like, yeah. go to jail or something. Nice, very cool. Um. um yeah, yeah, I'm think I'm thinking we're good. Okay, cool. Oh, uh, do I have any hero points? Yeah, you'll start with one. One, cool. And you can use that to give yourself two more cards. And you might get more hero points, um, but you can only use one per action or per round. Okay. One of those two. All right, let's get started. Grenly Bellabentur is sitting on his little twin bed in his kind of crappy studio apartment. In the Lower East Side. Are we in New York? Yeah, in New York. Do you have a job? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right, you've been pawning your shit. Yeah, I've been pawning, uh, like, I, I imagine I've, I've sold most of the stuff that I brought with me, but I probably have a, a closet that has maybe four or five more relics in there, you know, like some advanced technology uh, that since we're, you know, in the late 80s, and I could sell it for a good chunk of money. Maybe my character is responsible for the tech boom just because they want to be able to pay their bills without going to work. Well, here's the <laughs> thing. You're you're new to the whole tech world, and you're you're constantly reading, like, those uh, computer-based magazines. Yeah. Uh, but you're so behind the curve, you don't even realize that 
that you should probably go to Silicon Valley, uh, <laughs> like with this stuff. And so you've, you've tried to get connected with like technical engineer types, but the best you've found is some pawn shops. Right. And so you're saving the coolest, most fanciest shit for like, if you can ever meet somebody with real money and, uh, maybe even an inventor. So yeah, you've even, uh, you've even, um, sent away for an invention club, like, uh, zine. And you're on your bed reading oh, that hell yeah. with the, uh, with the, uh, who's a team in New York <laughs> with the Yankees playing on the, on your shitty little television and you have a Yankee hat on. Oh yeah. Over your bizarrely oversized orangutan head. All of a sudden the little zine like flutters open in front of you and something drops out of it and bonks from the bed and like between your legs. What the hell is this? What are you going to do? I investigate. You're going to investigate? I, I want to take a look at what fell. Okay, you reach down between your feet and it's a thick playing card Ooh. and it has a king on it. And he's looking downcast off to his right and he looks kind of scared. He's got a, a frilly kind of waxy mustache mm -hmm. and uh, he's got a mandolin. He looks kind of like one of the, the folk singers down at the coffee shop you like to go to. Well, 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 look at Mr. Guthrie over here. And in fact, he looks really strangely like one of them. The guy that does an open mic on Thursday nights. <laughs> uh-huh yeah it's uh frank guthrie <laughs> anywho all of a sudden the king turns and looks directly at you and like brings his finger up to his lips and like gives you the shush sound and you hear it in your mind i scream and drop the card <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> You scream and drop the card. Now, uh, it's uh, it's a magic thing, so I'm going to let you use your magic skill. I'll give you that instead of boost ability, and that'll be sort of a catch-all thing. So it'll be magic plus presence. So um, that's going to be two for a practice and then four for your presence. Also get plus one because you're uninjured. So that'll be seven cards. Okay, so I'll draw seven cards here. Do I read them off to you as I do them, or do I get them all down at once? Just tell me if you get a success, which is a ten through an ace, or if you get a joker. Um, yeah, I got a success. I got two jacks and a king. Ooh, three successes. And which king is it? Spades. Okay. Any jokers? No. Okay, nice. So you recognize this immediately as uh, the King of Swords. And uh, you're familiar with the tarot. Uh, mm -hmm. You hung out with the Manny for a little while when you were on the run. And they use uh, them as well as other divination things, the Yarrow stocks and other things. And um, the King of Swords is, he's all about action and uh, being decisive and he's kind of like the opposite of you. He's courageous. <laughs> and nice. And anyway, he kind of climbs up out of the card 
and he starts climbing up the the blanket of the bed you're sitting on and he's got a big old sword and a scabbard and a cloak draping behind him so this is just you know the the portrait on the card it's not necessarily like an actual factual king of swords that I you know know and recognize and would grovel before, right? This is just like a really weird. No, I mean he has the face of that folk singer. Oh, guy, okay, okay, right. And uh, he's staring at you constantly the whole time as he's climbing up the the blanket that he should be paying attention to. He's just eyeballing you. Yeah, yeah. Can I get a, a read on this little thing with my telepathy? <laughs> sure. Telepathy is um, is a mastery, and presence is four, so you'll get eight cards plus one for being uninjured. Okay, so nine total. A two, an ace, a seven, a seven, a ten, an eight, a two, a six, a five. So I got an ace in there and no jokers. So you got one success. Do you yeah. want to uh, use any drive or your hero point? Uh, I'll use some drive. Okay, cool. I have flip them until you're until you six. have an, as many successes as you want. Well, I just drew a joker. Um, am I able to skip oh! that when I'm using drive, or you can keep flipping if you want to like get a good result? But you're also gonna get something bad, or you can cut your losses and be done now. Uh, well, I drew another three um, from my drive, and I got another success. I got a jo uh, jack. So I got an ace, a jack, and a joker. So you drew four cards in total? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're down to two. I'll mark it on the cool the Google Doc. Okay, um, so that's... You got... How many successes do you have? Two. You have two successes and a joker? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, you know this as a... Uh, He's like a spiritual messenger. He's more like an angel. And uh, you don't know who's sent him. It could be any one of a number of gods or uh, a, some powerful wizard. Ah, who, who are you speaking on behalf of? Why are you here? He, he climbs up to the top of the bed and stands there with the one hand on his waist. And he says, Grenly. Bellabentur, also known as Louis. Yeah. Here, yes. I bring you a message. But in order for that message to be read, I must know that you are a man of true moral conviction. And he holds up one hand and points it at you. And then everything starts to get weird and reality flips and, and light sprays everywhere. And you feel like you might have pissed yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> How, pray tell, do I prove my conviction to a playing card? <laughs> okay, so that happened. And all of a sudden you realize that you're in a little cart, hustling, bumpling down a uh, country lane. And you realize you've started to come near some cultivated land. And uh, hmm. there's a lawn with some hedges, and you see a faded sign outside the cart. You're not sure who's driving the cart, if anyone. Let's do an investigation flip. That'll be I like it. investigation plus intelligence. 
So three and my investigation is a practice, so two. Um, do I add another card because I'm undamaged still? Yeah, so you get five plus one, so you have six cards to flip. Okay. Um, what counts as a success? A ten or higher? Yeah, a ten face card or an ace. Okay, faces and aces. Okay, so no successes. The highest I got was a ten. Nice. Okay, so you feel like you should know where this is, but you don't really. You see yourself huddled down between a bunch of boxes and bags, and you're clutching something in one hand, and you hear uh, the driver is whistling, and they're starting to slow down. It's not a tune I recognize or anything that cool, is it? Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, let's see. It's like that. I uh, hail the driver and say, uh, Well met, uh, please forgive me, this might be a strange question, but can you tell me how I uh, got into your wagon? He turns back and he looks at you, and uh, for a second you think he's the king of swords, but now he's he's got a slightly less whimsical mustache, and uh, it's white instead of uh, salt and pepper. And he gives you a little salute with one hand, and he says, I sure can, mister. You're in my cart, and uh, we're coming up towards the dam right about now. And it's then that you remember what you're holding. You pull it out, and it's a shitty hand-drawn map. Yeah, you got from somebody uh, three towns back, and they told you that that you got to get across this dam if you're gonna make it away from the gang. The gangs, uh, they've been closing in on you. I don't want that. So you you hitched a ride with this character, and uh, and yeah, you're coming towards the dam. You've been on the run ever since Carol Kemper shot that kid in the town square. Your artifact hunting gang, the Sopwith Camels, rolled into this shitty little town called Bourdain. Uh, Gurley Brownhair, your boss, was looking for something called the Bowl of Prized Potential. Uh, it was Ooh. said that it would bring good fortune on whoever held it. And it makes sense because this town has been said to be thriving while the rest of Midworld was moving on. You hear the people are fat and sassy, known to welcome strangers. But it turns out your reputation preceded you. Uh, some bad stuff went down. You, you lost some uh, members of your team. And so, uh, yeah, a bunch of bad stuff happened. And then your boss uh, was killed, and then Carol took over. And she turned out to be even more ruthless than Gurley. So this thing happened, and you ran off, and uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about it to anyone? Have you ever told anybody what happened? Um, yeah, I wouldn't tell anybody that I was looking for this artifact. Uh, if anything, I'm more inclined to keep my eyes and ears open, especially since one moment I'm in my studio apartment in New York, <laughs> and then now... I am here somewhere where I'm assuming is mid-world, but I'm not too sure. Um, so I'm just going to keep my eyes peeled, Jeff. Okay, cool. So uh, so nobody knows that you've, uh, you were in this gang and that you ran off, 
and you've been sort of a fugitive ever since. It's been a few months. You've been uh, you rode across the 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 plane until your horse got too hungry and ran off, and mm. since then you've been on foot, using your telepathy to get money out of people and find places to live and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, occasionally suggesting someone to uh, put down a couple of extra ducats and then you walk over by a table and grab it. Yeah, so you see the cart is rolling by what, what might have been an old convenience store or some kind of cafeteria, maybe for the workers here, back when this was a working dam. And uh, you see the, the the land drops away to the right towards the dam, and now you can see a giant empty lake with like the remains of a little town at the bottom of it. And the what used to be a, a huge, uh, slow river is now like a little stream all the way down at the bottom. Does the water look clean? Yeah, it's too far away. Like it's, it's way out okay. there. Um, I guess you could use your power to enhance your, your eyesight. Uh, I want to just ask the coachman about the water. I'll start off there and say, uh, you know, this, you know, this dam, uh, it seems like it could be quite beneficial for the town. Tell me, you know, dams can be used for many things, but is there any sort of water filtration or is the water clean? What do the people drink down that way? Well, I'll tell you, uh, not many people know what goes on. At the bottom of this gulch, mm. uh, it's said that there's cannibals down there, so most civilized folk don't venture too far down the river. Uh, okay. uh, most of us travel across the dam here. That's good. Uh, I appreciate the warning because I am not the biggest fan of being eaten alive. <laughs> By the way, Coachman, what was your name? You kidding? We've been riding together for two days, Mac. My name's Larry. Hey, like I said, it's gonna sound weird. Larry, Larry, thank you. Uh, nice to, nice to meet you. You can call me, uh, did I give you a name? I don't mean to be rude. Did you, did you hit your head sometime during the ride? I might have, but I really hope that you can just call me Grenly. Well, Grenly, Sai, I think you're gonna enjoy the ride. Oh, okay. Oh, it looks like the 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 watchman's coming out to greet us. Uh, roll a uh, or no, let's do a a, a flip because that's what we do in this game. Uh, let's do your your ultimate power. Um, where did I put that? Ultimate uh, telepathy. We called it. I see you. So uh, mm-hmm. so let's do a telepathy check, which will be nine cards. And uh, and that'll be on top of your ICU power, which you okay. can tell there's more people down there than just the Watchmen. So let's see. So that means... Can you go over that math with me one more time? You said nine cards? Yeah, nine cards. That's four for telepathy mastery, four for your presence, and then one for being uninjured. Okay. Um, an ace, a king, a queen, and a king. So I got an What's ace of queen? hearts. Is she, is she a queen of hearts perchance? Spades. Oh, okay. So how many how many successes you got there? One, two, three, four. 
Four. Wow. Okay, that's perfect. So um, there are five people down there. The watchman is not one of them. And there's another, at least one person coming down the trail behind you. And you think a couple horses as well. And uh, the squeeze is coming. Am I wearing my skin mask? Yeah, yeah, you always do if you're around people. Well, if I'm in Midworld, um, wait, actually, you know what? Midworld humans probably wouldn't be too receptive to me either. So yes, I'm, <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I teleported here, yeah, yeah, I'm glad we talked this out. If I teleported here, one of the first things I would check and see is, you know, I'd touch my face to see if I'm wearing my mask or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and as this person is coming up to me, of course, you know, I touch my head, I make sure that everything's as, as good looking as it possibly can be. I have my hat on, so I'm ready to chat these folks up. As soon as you get within about 150 yards, the, the cart driver is going even slower now. You realize that like it's, it's like as you get close to one, you realize who it is. And as you get to another, you realize who it is. And it is some people. It's Jabbit. It's Lorgroff Granamaker. It's Ona Turlamon. It's Savick, and it's Badger. Five of the meanest, stupidest members of your old gang, the Sopwith Camels. And uh, you're not surprised to find out that Carol Kemper's not one of them. Mm-hmm. Are these uh, gang members who are approaching, are they Tahin or are they human? Or something else? They are all human Except for Badger, who okay. is a weasel. He's a Tahin. It's not uncommon for one or two Tahin to be hanging out with humans. These these folks are probably bad news, especially since they can recognize me. Uh, yeah, it's pretty coincidental that your gang would just happen to be at the dam mm-hmm. right as you roll up. I want to ask the coachman if they know who th- these people are. Well, what people is that? I just see the Watchman, and you know that the Watchman is Lorgroff Granamaker in a tall hat. Okay. And he is a big motherfucker. Like it's near dusk, but this guy should should know that nobody that big would would be a Watchman. And it sounds like he even knows the guy, so he's like clearly not very clued clued in. Mm-hmm. But you can see clearly that's Lorgroff, and he looks. Like he's hump, hyped up to do some killing. So tell me about this coach that I'm in. Is it like a, is it like just a big open wagon? Are there any like covers? Um, is there? Uh, yeah, it's got big like tall walls, and there's wood all around you because you're hunkered down between the bundles. Um, so there's cover. I mean, you could try to stay hidden, but it seems like. They know you're the cargo. Hmm. I would like to try to position... This This one's going to be weird, and I have a feeling you're going to make me flip for it, too. But I would like to get underneath the coach and kind of hide under it. Okay. In hopes that they don't notice me. Okay, so you peek up over the back wall, mm-hmm. uh, like with a blanket over your head or something, and you'll start a sneaking. Yeah. 
you have the sneaking practice, so that's two cards. And then it's going to be, let's call it wit. Mm -hmm. So that'll be, well, no, you're crawling around. I'll make it agility. So that'll be four cards plus one for being healthy. That's five flips. Okay. Ooh, I got a queen of hearts. Nice. Got king. Got another queen. Wow. And a jack. So four successes out of five, and one of them is my queen of That's hearts. That's six successes. Okay. So as you peek up over, you see another cart ahead of you with two kind of, uh, it looks like maybe donkeys or mules and yeah. a couple of riders. You know the one driving is Badger, and the one on the passenger side is Carol. And uh, <laughs> you just like slide down in the darkness hunker up under that that cart and you're just hanging on the bottom and uh yeah it's getting closer and closer it's about 50 yards away from the dam now all right uh i'm going to um ready a gun okay. uh, as well as of course you know um i uh i don't think i need to actively make it so I'm immune to telepathy, right? That's just a passive thing, I That's guess. That's just, yeah, you've always got it. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to try to stay as concealed as possible, have my gun ready, and then, of course, you know, hope that they don't see me, because I'm confident they won't be able to find me with their mind. Nice. Okay. So, Lorgroff uh, gets the cart driver, uh, waves him down, and, and the guy starts just brings it down to a slow clip clop and he comes up and he's got a flashlight and he's uh pointing it at him you're not sure exactly but you you're smart enough to know like Lord Groff's tactics he's gonna try to intimidate and scare this guy is the wagon that they all came out of unattended or are there any members of this gang at the wagon still uh, you didn't see a wagon on the dam. You oh, okay. assume that the other three are probably hidden behind boxes or in the guardhouse or around a dumpster or something. There's also trees and hedges around the the approach to the dam. All right. Did you pay the guy anything to keep your travels secret? Well, considering, you know, one moment I was in point A and the next I was in point B... I don't know. The last couple of days have been a blur to me. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say paid him well. Okay. Oh, man, but he bones it up. Uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, well, you can look at my cargo. Everything's everything's right there. And uh, you, you can hear the click of him, like, uh, making sure his rifle is cocked. And he's trying mm -hmm. to do it super quietly, but like you can hear it from under the cart. No doubt Lorgroff can hear it. Oh, yeah. And you hear Lorgroff like pat his holster, his giant pistol, and he's like, I don't think you want to do that, old man. Okay. Um, the other cart has stopped about halfway down the track. Uh, and you imagine Carol's probably like got her rifle out. Or maybe she's getting out of the cab, uh, the cart to, to start hunkering down the, humping down the trail towards you. She's very brazen. I mean, that last thing you remember 
last time you saw her, she was killing a kid like in the middle of a mm-hmm. town. So she's got a real nobody can touch me vibe. With my telepathy, am I able to send messages? Uh, yes, you sure can. I want to send a message to the stagecoachman and say, These are bad people. You can see all the guns. They are brandishing and pointing towards you. Our only <laughs> way to get out of here is if you go now and also try to zigzag. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's going to get killed, right? Yeah, but hopefully uh, the <laughs> we're, we're being pulled by some animals... And it, you know, it just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. <laughs> okay. Are you trying to dominate him at all, or just, just? No, I'm just gonna. Him? I'm just, you know, just trying to convince. Just say, hey, we can either definitely die and not move, or we can probably die and move. <laughs> and I like my chances better. This will be a lying and wit check. Okay. Thank goodness I have lion. <laughs> so let's see. Queen, ace, and then numbers. So two successes. That's awesome. Okay, uh, you you convince him. And uh, he's like, you better be right about this. And he, and he just whips the fucking reins and the horses start humping past Lorgroff. Uh, Lorgroff takes a shot. Man, let's the guy will do a driving check. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh man, are we getting away with it? <laughs> He's banging the wheels. Boom, 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 boom. And you realize that the two best shooters are ahead. Uh, do do me a uh I don't know. Let's say a let's say an intelligence and. Oh, I'm going to do a magic check. This is your your enhance abilities. So I'm going to do an intelligence plus magic. So that'll be a three plus two Five. plus one. So that'll be six cards. Uh, I'm out of cards. <laughs> uh, but I... With, with with that, actually, I'm I'm just out of it. So I have enough for this, this draw. I have an ace and a joker. Oh no! Okay, you uh, you see the cart as it picks up speed. You see the the two snipers uh, kind of behind stanchions mm-hmm. up ahead, but you see right before, like it's about to be too fast to roll off. You see, you can roll down a staircase to a to a big double metal door, and one of them's partially open. Oh, heck yeah. So I would like to try to do that little maneuver, Jeff. Nice. Um, Okay, that'll be a agility plus athletics. Okay. Well, I don't have athletics. you don't have. Does that mean it's just agility? So you'll have three cards. So reshuffle your deck and then pull three cards. Okay. I am reshuffled. Nine, five, jack. One success. One success. Okay. You tumble down the stairs, and 
bounce your head on every single one it seems like and you get to the bottom and you're just laying there like uh, writhing around um, and your hand goes between the two doors into the blackness and you're like oh i'm almost there the cart goes a little farther out of your view and you hear the shots just open up bam 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 oh god oh god that poor guy. He was nice enough, but when it comes down to him or me, what can you do? Oh, man. He jackknifes the cart, and it starts flipping over and over again on its side. Uh, those two people ahead of him have to dive out of the way. This is working out a lot better than I anticipated. <laughs> they both get hurt, uh, <laughs> and the cart just breaks up into a thousand pieces. And the horses are dragging the front end. You hear it. Can I see how hurt they are, or am I safely stashed away at this point? Oh, you're tucked away. You, okay. you don't know. Uh, you don't know what's going on. Okay. But you heard shouts and and painful, you know, wails, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You're you're pretty sure your boy's dead. He served his purpose. Nice guy enough, though. You took one damage going down the steps. By the way. Okay. Well, I am injured then. So now you won't get that extra plus one. What are you going to do? Uh, you know it'll probably take him a second to like go through all the, the bundles and shit to see if you're in there. Yeah, and since it sounded like most of the people who were after me got hurt to some extent, and they have a job to do... I might want to take advantage of this scenario and shoot them. <laughs> uh, well, if you were to go back up there, yeah, Carol Kemper is a crack shot, and you can't take any more shots. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> so unless you have a way to be invisible, it could be a dangerous plan no I'm, I'm good at hiding not turning invisible uh <laughs> let's see so tell me about this room that i'm in so you're at the bottom of these stairs and there's a double metal doors and one of them's open a few inches and mm -hmm. it's pitch black in there well i gotta go if it's left or right and right is certain death might as well go left all right i imagine you're trying to be quiet oh yes okay do a sneaking check. That'd be, I guess, agility plus sneaking. So that's four cards. Three and four. No successes. No jokers. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, my God. All of a sudden... Everything's quiet up there, like, Ooh. which everyone should be making a bunch of noise trying to find you and stuff. And it's as if they all saw you go down the stairs. And so they're being like pitch black waiting for you to come back up. I mean, completely silent. Unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not going that way. <laughs> OK. And they're also all of a sudden being really quiet with in their minds. And so they're kind of, you can tell they're trying to block you. 
you still know where they are because they're within 200 yards, but like you'd have to probe them individually to get more than just surface thoughts. Yeah, I'm, uh, I just want to keep tabs of them where they're at. I don't necessarily need to do too much anything else. Okay, so when you, when you slid into the room, the door like went, and it's now it's like about a foot wide, wide enough for you to go through, but like, you think it might have gotten stuck, and so like, you're not sure if you'd be able to close it again, and it would probably make twice as much noise. Leave it. You leave it? Okay, now where are you going to go? Uh, I'm going to, I guess, explore this dark building, <laughs> see where it goes. Okay, you come to a, a wall where there's a map, and you, you instantly like scan the map, and you, you mm-hmm. see what's going on, and you see that there's there's like a, a big kind of bulkhead that separates this part of the dam from the other side, and there's a bunch of inflow pipes in between. Uh, there's some kind of area that goes around it, okay. but it's like it's got a fire door there, so hopefully that's unlocked. But uh, yeah, you'll, you'd have to go that way to get across to the other side of the dam. There's only the one corridor. Let's do it. All right. So you sneak along. Do me another sneak check. Are you trying to mask your movements? Cover your tracks kind of shit? I think at this point I'm just doing like a regular, just keep my head down, stay quiet. I'm not doing much in the ways of covering my tracks at this point. But you're trying to go as quickly as possible? Yeah, I feel like they know where I'm at. So if I take the time to cover my tracks, it might not be helpful. Okay, cool. So, sneaking. That's four. Oh, don't forget, you can also use the magic to boost your ability temporarily. So if you wanted to try that, you could boost your agility. Um, I got one success. It's a king and some numbers. Okay, do you want to use any of your, any of your last two drive or a hero point? No, I just want to go with the one success for now. Okay. So you're sneaking along, you get out to the, you go down this big wide staircase, you get out to this huge like open area, there's um, posters and things that explain what this stuff is, there's a big sign that says uh, North Central Positronics, there's a huge glass diagonal situation, one of the panes is busted and there's glass all on the ground, you see benches and, and fake plants in pots and and just, so there's this line of fucking glass just stretched out all over it. And then this corridor wraps around that like a balcony into the pipe area. So you get okay. up to that area and there's a big, big wall that's like concrete with windows inset in it. Can I investigate the pipe to see if that's a path I can take? Sure, that's behind this door, the, the big double doors, if you want to go through. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is is the pipe a viable way to move around, or is it, like, too high or too small? It looks like they come in here under the walkway that you're going to be on, and then they go out through the glass panes and then straight down. Okay. And so it is, they must have like machines or something that takes the power from the water and uh uh or at least it would if there was water but maybe you could climb down one of those pipes 
on the outside or yeah. the inside. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, so uh, you got to get through this double door, and it is locked. Okay. So what can I do to get through a door? Um, it's locked. Can I? No. I don't know. I don't have much in the ways of lock picking. I might just have to shoot the lock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give away my position, but also leaving is pretty important. Mm-hmm. So you're going to shoot into the, the lock? I'm thinking so, but I currently don't have any other ideas. Of it's one I of those big do. double doors, so it has one of those little tiny keyholes in the middle of the bar. Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping that I can, you know, just shoot the, the keyhole mechanism and then, you know, maybe like, uh, uh, what do they call it when you're searching for a catfish with your finger? Noodling. And I'm, I'm going to noodle the, the locking <laughs> mechanism until it, okay, nice. uh, you know, this will be a uh, uh, intelligence and engineering, which you don't have. Okay, yeah. So that'll be a just three, an intelligence three joke. cards. Ooh, a joker and a queen. <laughs> okay, so you shoot through it and you're noodling around. Uh, you're pulling out a, a several different tools, a pencil and whatnot. And you're tink-tanking away, and you hear them slowly padding down the hallway. You can hear them separating and then coming back together. Like, they're moving in pretty experienced uh, killer movements. Um, and there's four of them. So you're not sure if two held back or if they're going forward to, like, cut off your escape. You're not sure. Right. Well, I continue to push forward then. Okay, so you, you finally get the thing open mm. and uh, do a sneaking flip to open and shut it quietly. Ooh, a sneaking flip. Let's see here. Unless you just want to blast through and run. Yeah. So is that going to be with agility? Yeah, agility and sneaking. Okay. So that's four cards. So four cards, cool. All right, one, two... Three, four, one success. I got a joker and a bunch of numbers. Or not a joker, a jack. <laughs> sorry, sorry, a jack. Oh, jack. A jack. jack. Okay. Both of these say J on them, and it's really hard for me to tell which one's what. <laughs> okay, so you, you open it. You, it. Again, it scrapes and whines, and you're afraid they'll be too close and they'll hear it. It's echoing everywhere. And uh, it closes easily and, and quietly, but the opening... Mm -hmm. Might have tipped him off where you are. And now you're on a big, long catwalk. And below it okay. are three giant, wide pipes, one after the other. And about 100 feet down, you see another set of double doors. Okay. If they had gone ahead over the top of you, that's where they'd be coming in. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to do my magical ability boost. Um, uh -huh. In hopes that I'll be able to use these pipes to swing down to that set of double doors 100 feet uh, below cool. me. Do you want to boost your brawn or your agility? Agility. And I'd like to use my 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 body and my own momentum to kind of help me move on down. Nice. Okay, so uh, magic check will be presence and magic, so that'll be six cards. Ace, queen of diamonds, king. Uh, so three successes. 
to boost. Nice. Okay, so your agility goes up to five. Nice. Uh, now, now you're gonna do an agility and athletics, which I don't have, so it's just five. I can see how this can be very helpful. Wonderful. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, dude. Um, three successes. One of them's my Queen of Hearts. Um, so that means I multiply it by three. So that's three plus three. That's six. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. You got, you got or is six. it times okay. three as opposed cool. to plus um, three? Yeah. So you easily slide down off the side of the catwalk. You drop onto the pipe. Super smooth. You don't slide. It's quiet. And you see about five feet ahead of you into the maw of the the dark kind of under area. Uh, you see a hatch and you slide down onto the tiny little foot. Like there's like a little spot to put your foot when you're trying to get in and out of this hatch. Are there other noises here? Like, um, uh, are, are these machines running? Uh, is there no, water nothing's flowing? running? Okay. Nothing's okay. running and there's no water up here cause the lake is gone. All right, cool. So yeah, you're at this hatch and it's now that you hear the doors opening ahead of you and the doors opening behind you just and and you're you're down below and you can actually see the doors from here about 30 40 feet away uh i would like to use my uh my little ability that helps me um know where people are i want to make sure i'm not walking into an ambush yeah so uh Two have held back in that balcony area, and two are coming through the doors, and then two others are coming through the far doors. And uh, if you want to find out exactly who's who, you'll have to do a telepathy check. But you know there. I'm cool with that. You know there's f- at least five people homing in on you. Yeah, the the main thing that I want to try to avoid here. I want to make sure that I am not going to the door where Carol is. The other people, I feel like, you know, I might be able to shoot them pretty quickly. But Carol being such a a, a ringer for, you know, shooting, I don't want to run into that. I'd rather have Carol live and continue to hunt me. uh, Because she's not really a threat (laughs) unless she's in front of me. So hopefully I can get back to New York and, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You know her really well because you traveled okay. with her a long time. And you know that she likes to stay farther away from the enemy. So chances are she'd be at the far door just coming in now. Maybe sending Badger in to like draw any fire. That's what she'd usually do. But if you want to confirm, you'll have to use your telepathy. Yeah, I, I definitely want to um, confirm that because I got to choose my battles. I'm injured. <laughs> cool. So... Presence plus telepathy, eight cards. Uh, Two successes. Seven successes? Two. Oh, two successes. Okay. You know that she's one of the far far doors, and so it's her and someone. You're not sure. Probably Badger, but you're not not positive. I don't want to mess with Carol and Badger. I'll go for the other, uh, the, the, the set of doors with the other two folks. Okay, so they're just, like, you took the closest pipe, so they're, like, maybe 20 feet to your left, mm-hmm. and then 5 or 10 feet up, like, because oh, you're okay. down next to the pipe. And so the doors fly open, and Jabbit's got a, a, a hunting rifle at his waist, and 
Ona Turleman, the, the former nun and shotgun expert, she comes through with her shotgun out, like just ready to start blasting. Uh, what I'd like to do, um, we had talked about this earlier, you know, I might have like a smoke bomb or like a little flash bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, when they kick open the door, I'd like to throw a smoke bomb in their faces. Nice. It's harder for them to see me. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Throwing. I guess that would be... It's not firearms. I think agility. It's not melee. Um... I guess we'll just say it's agility. I don't know what other uh, athletics, I guess. So you'll have two cards. Yeah. But didn't you beef up your agility or was that brawn? I beefed up my agility. Yeah. yeah your agility is at My five. agility is beefed up by three points. So you're going to flip five total. cards? Yes, sir. Three, four, five. Uh, one success. One success. Do you want to use the rest of your drive? I do want to use the rest of my drive, Jeff. I'm glad okay. you mentioned throw, that. Throw two more cards on that. One, two. It's still <laughs> it's still just one success. <laughs> do you want to use your hero point? I do want to use my hero point. How, how, what happens when I use my hero point? You get two more cards. Oh, let's see here. What'd you get? All right. Well, now I have two successes. You have two. Okay, sweet. So the smoke bomb goes up. For a second, you're like, oh, man, did I push the button? <laughs> and then it lands on the catwalk between them and just spews smoke straight up into their faces. Uh, they start coughing a little bit. And then it sprays just – it billows up over you and starts to go in all directions. And uh, and they kind of stumble a little bit. You see Ona gets down on her – uh, knees, and she's going to scan to try to figure out where that came from. Okay, do a, do another flip for me. It'll be intelligence and investigation. Ooh. So five? Five. Actually, it'll be presence and investigation. So that'll be six. So six. Four, five, six. Two successes. I only have two cards left, and one of them's going to be that other Joker. <laughs> nice. Okay. You can tell that she's looking for you, and she's real deliberate, so you can see her, like, nose through the smoke, like, turning in your direction. Mm-hmm. So she's probably going to spot you if she keeps inching forward or, like, bringing her head down below the smoke, that kind of thing. Okay. Also, there's this big hatch right next to you. I'll make a shot with my gun. Where are you going to shoot? I want to kind of... Let me see here. Well, they're usually... Let's see. Also, this is <laughs> this is a little bit of metagaming on my part. I only have two cards left, Jeff, and one of them is the Joker. So either this, this flip is going to be... <laughs> A success in a Joker or or a, a miss in a Joker. So, uh, what do I really want to beef it on? <laughs> um. <laughs> oh God, it's painful. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to make this happen to you. It is. Uh, I bull rush them. Well, you can't because you're down on this pipe. You'd have to leap 
up to, and grab the catwalk and grab her foot or maybe her arm since she's kind of crouching. All right, I'll jump. All right, man, that's going to be a brawn plus athletics. <laughs> so, so that's one card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a joker. Yeah! <laughs> that's me. You hurl yourself off this pipe and up towards the catwalk. You grab it with one hand, fingers going through the, the bottom of the, the grate, you know, and you reach out with the other crazy orangutan grip ready to go. You grab her by the, the thigh and you realize that it's just a little too meaty. And then you realize that you've lost your grip with your right hand. Oh, no. Your arm just slides right off of her leg, it bounces off the side of the catwalk, and you're fucking airborne. Just going straight down, baby. Mm hmm. So, where am I falling to? <laughs> you're just falling down into the depths of this dam. Sounds about right. <laughs> just then, you see on the, the, uh, the side of a. a uh, like a ladder uh, with another hatch and another mm -hmm. sideways catwalk and this door flies open somebody pops out and you feel this intense amount of pain around your forearm and and you see a whip wind around it and then Ooh. slap the back of it and you scream <laughs> and then you drop past that catwalk and dangle and you're the whip is like hanging over the side of a railing and he's hunkered down. So it's like a, like a winch cable. Okay. And you're just hanging, like clutching this fucking thing for dear life. Yeah, okay. Pull me off. This really hurts. <laughs> All right. He yanks you up and pulls back in and closes the door. Right. As shots start going out. Who is this? Uh, so it's pretty dark in here, and you see he lights a a match, mm -hmm. puts it into a lantern, and he holds it up and gets a good look at you. And he's this uh, really handsome, rugged guy with a leather outfit. He's got a vest and a wide-brimmed hat, and he looks you all over, and uh, he's not sure what to make of you, but then he says... Uh, Look, pal, I know this seems crazy, but the way I see it, you only got one choice to make. Oh, yeah? What's that, dear sir? <laughs> he smiles a little bit. Stay here and get killed by your friends in their little cowboy outfits. Or follow me and get into something a little more... He holds up this giant gleaming crystal egg out of his bag. Profitable. Well, I do consider myself a prophet to some extent. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right, the shooting is just going nuts. Boom, boom, boom. You see the, the doors buffeting or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he starts rummaging around in his bag for, for something or other. And he hands you the egg. He's like, could you hold this? What? It, what is it? Don't worry about it. And if we get separated, don't lose it. It sounds like I should worry about it. Okay, he yanks out this, uh, what looks like a weird alien kind of pistol mm -hmm. with a big bulbous back end above the hand and, and the tiny little, like, pencil to gear shape at the end. And uh, he's, he's fucking with the, the oval area at the back with his middle finger. 
and he's like squinting and he and he's it almost looks like he's drawing on it and then all of a sudden the end goes like and he and he kind of waves it around like like as if a ak-47 was going off or something <laughs> and then he uh and then he points it at the wall and all of a sudden this blue light goes and this big blue door appears and uh and through it it's just darkness and lights and all of a sudden you feel wetness on your face as rain seems to be coming in through this suddenly open door okay friend will you tell me where we're going yet he uh he smiles again tips his hat and he says come on and he yanks his whip hand again and you start stumbling after him i'm on the way can we walk and talk a little bit (laughs) he's dragging you and you're running down what seems like a curtain of stone you hear the portal close up behind you rain is pelting you sideways it's it was dusk when you came in here it's pitch black you hear lightning crash and all of a sudden you see the whole scene around you and there's hundreds of lights in the darkness a thousand random shapes up on one building you can swear you see words in the high speech but in configurations you can't identify. Hmm. The guy holding the whip like shakes it and it unfurls from your wrist and flies back into his bag and he turns to the right and disappears into the darkness. Two men in blue are suddenly visible and they're, they're come marching towards you and uh, they have their hands on their hips like they're ready for a gunfight. Jeez, so they bring me through a portal. Blue men with guns. Where'd my happy whip friend go? <laughs> he went off to the right. The man in front, uh, the man in front says, Hey, freeze! Police! Uh, I put my hands up in the air. You feel a hand come out of the darkness and grab your shoulder and yank you into the alley. One guy shoots up into the air, and the other one goes, Cover me! And you hear him padding after you as you go into the alley. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the guy's closing in on you. Uh, the rain's not as heavy in here, obviously, because you're between two big, tall buildings. And you see the, the wide-brimmed hat guy tearing ass down the hallway. And then he bangs his shoulder into, into one door and heads to the right down into it. You want to follow him? Yeah, but there's one person pursuing us. Yeah, you hear two sh- gunshots and like one hits the dumpster directly to your left as you're running. The other one hits a fire escape up over your shoulder and pings off and you like flinch f- afraid that the ricochet is going to get you. Um, clearly, these guys aren't gunslinger gunslingers uh, or you'd be dead already. Right. Again, he says, freeze. Running only makes it worse. So is it just the one person who's in our general vicinity right now? Yeah, he's behind you maybe 20 or 30 feet, and you get to the spot where the the wide-brimmed hat guy went. Well, I'm thinking before I run any further, you know, I might want to, like, shoot him in the leg or something so he can't follow us where we're going. (laughs) Okay. Do you just turn around here in front of everything, or are you going to take cover? Uh, well, if we're running through an alley, I'm just going to... Just go for a shot. I'm just going to shoot him. 
Okay, are you going to aim or just kind of hip shot? Hip shot, because I'm going to keep moving, too. Okay, cool. So that'll make you harder to hit. Yeah. So we'll do a contest, uh, flip, firearms, and agility. Okay, so that's grand total of four. Let's see here, two hits. You got two. All right, yeah, you totally wing him. And he stumbles against the wall, comes down, he shoots, barely misses your head, and boom, you're into the room. Nice. You feel the guy grab your lapel and yank you down another chamber. Uh, so he's got you, like, right on his back, and he's running. He must have scoped this place out ahead of time because he knows right where to go. You slide around one of those big red uh, pipe with nozzle, you know, handle things. You duck into a little room next to it, and he puts his hand over your mouth and draws his pistol. And he leans into you real close, and he goes, Listen, kid, I don't normally do this kind of thing. And then he cocks the pistol real slowly. But this is no ordinary adventure. Yeah, tell me about it. One minute I was in my apartment in New York. The next minute I was on a a, a, a carriage going to bumfuck nowhere. He puts a finger up to your lips and goes, shh. I nod. This is war. And then it cuts. Fade to black. Or no, just cut to black. Just cut it in half. You wake up in a cold sweat. The king of swords is gone. Your your sheets are off the bed. You're 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 all like in a weird position, and the light's streaming down in your face from outside. What what the hell? The alarm clock is going crazy, and you're late late for a doctor's appointment that you forgot you had. Oh shit. And that's how you got to New York City, 1987. New York City? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I got a mysterious man in a hat giving me tips in another dimension. So that was your backstory. Do you have anything you want to add or any questions you have about what happened in between then and now? Um... So I was with a, a gang of people, you know, doing jobs, probably vaguely working for or with the Crimson King or one of his associates, be it Farson or Flag. Uh, from there, you know, once I get to New York, I'm I'm posting up. Louie, as he calls himself and refers to himself when he's in New York and when he's in his apartment, Louie is very lazy. Louie just wants to hang out. So once I'm here and I finally start pawning off a few things uh, and I get my own place, Louis leads a very uninteresting life until something is brought to him. So there's really not much in the way of fill in the blanks. So you must have been able to, to lose this, this guy Jones or, or, uh, or you've been like blowing him off because uh, every once in a while he gives you a call saying he... He, he's happy to pay a train ticket for you to come up to... What school does he work at? I can't remember. We'll say Columbia. Mm -hmm. I'd say I'd probably take him up on it a few times, but not every time. Uh-huh. Probably about a 50-50, depending on what's on TV. 
It reminds you a little bit of when you uh, when you first joined the Camels and Gurley like would like hang out with you at the bar and talk about shit, kind of feel you out, see if you're the the kind of person that mm-hmm. would fit well in his gang. And you think that's what Dr. Jones is trying to do with okay. you. Okay. Uh, that's probably one of the main reasons why I avoid going. I mean, yeah, of course, I really enjoy just sitting on my butt doing nothing. I don't want to get roped into this again. I don't want to have to, like, <laughs> have these kinds of adventures. No, 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 no. So I'd say, you know, in terms of what goes on in between then and present day, is this uh, Jonesy character probably tries to get me to come hang out quite a bit, but I only take him up on it maybe just under less than half of the time, because while this person did save my life, and, uh, you know, this kind of life does appeal to uh, Louie in some ways, it doesn't really maintain its, you know, sort of luxurious status. After a certain point, it's cool to do a job or two, but what's the point of doing a job if you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor? Okay, so you get a really basic data entry job, you start taking some computer classes, and a couple years go by where you don't hear from Dr. Jones, and you're in the library preparing for a test the next time you hear from him. Mm. And that's it. That's the end. We're done. I like it. All right, man. Stick a fork in me. That's so great. We got Grenley yeah, on dude. board. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. Uh, go to the website. We're a special project of the Trap Society. That's Tabletop RPG Actual Play Podcasters Society. So uh, come on by and uh, and see what we're up to over there. Uh, we've got a, also got our own Facebook group, The War for the Dark Tower Character Club. We have a Discord. So, yeah, yeah look us up and... Uh, and we'll tell you more about that on the website once we have a website. <laughs> okay. How do Heck people yeah. find you, John? Hey, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, I'm usually talking about books, movies, or professional wrestling. And that Twitter handle is honorhimv8. H-O-N-O-U-R-H-I-M-V-8. Very nice. Very nice. All right, man. Well... Talk to you real soon. Yeah, for sure. Got any insights before you... Oh, you've already stopped it. Okay. Never mind then. You got any funny goofs you want to get at the end of the episode? (laughs) Two peanuts were walking down the street and one of them was assaulted. That's good. Oh, let me just tell the listener. uh, You can find John over at Shattered World's rpg uh we we do that show every week and he is an integral member of the show people that listen to the show for a long time know that we've had a lot of rotating people and john is uh john is very loyal and and comes on whenever he can so i really like him a lot (laughs) thanks man god damn it i'm a dork okay man i'll see you real soon thanks for hanging out dude Yeah, dude. John boy. Are you still there? Johnny? Hello?
sorry. My microphone was muted, and uh, I sneezed, and, <laughs> and I muted my microphone, but I forgot to unmute it. Hey, I hear you, motherfucker.